Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hey, welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today, we're going to be discussing why reduce debt and plan for the future, okay? Why reduce debt and plan for the future? And, um, you know, according to Forbes magazine, when the pandemic hit America uh, in 2020, 74% of small businesses took on debt. Get that, 7.4 out of 10 small businesses took on debt to offset COVID-related losses. Much of this debt came from the Small Business Administration, SBA, um, where $14 million plus loans um, were secured. And guess how they were secured? They were secured by personal collateral, okay? So these small businesses 74% of them were not prepared for this, uh, what, uh, pandemic, um, and many are not prepared for another one today. I mean, it might not be a pandemic. It might be something else. It could be a really, really, really bad recession. It could be a depression again one day. You know, who's going to be, who's going to be strong during that? Okay. So, Many of those companies, many of the 74% were already in debt, which means they were not ready for an unexpected turndown. When I talk about being debt-free and reducing your debt, it's a serious matter. And there's only a few people out there, a few um, percentage-wise of small business who can actually use debt to grow their business. Um, They're extremely good at it. Is it for me? No, not at all. But they're extremely good at it and it works for them and that's fine. But the rest of us, it doesn't work well. It, It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not in our nature, okay? A lot, a lot of the 74% who were already in debt, um, they're definitely not using their debt to grow their business. Their debt is pulling them down like an anchor. Okay, so when the economy went south, so did their ability to be flexible and dynamic. And then their lenders had to call their loans. So a lot of companies went out of business during uh, COVID or right after COVID. Um, They were just not prepared for it. They had they were carrying too much debt. They didn't have any uh, emergency savings and they just were not ready for it. The first harm of debt, get this, the first harm of debt is that each monthly payment cuts into the company's cash on hand. So every time you've got to make payments, and a lot of times it's a high interest rate payment, it's cutting into the cash on hand. With more cash on hand, you can make everyday purchases, um, absorb surprise expenses, and get favorable terms and prices when making capital purchases. So companies with high debt have none of these advantages. 
I mean, they're basically screwed. They're hurting. And uh, sending many further into debt just to get through the day or through the week or through the month, okay? it's In other words, they're living day by day. They're living week by week. They're living month by month, month to month. Debt equals lack of freedom, and that's a fact. When you're carrying a lot of debt, uh, you're lacking freedom. So I'm going to go over a couple things um, that will help us here um, in the Why Reduce Debt and Plan for the Future podcast. Okay? Number one, have a goal to reduce debt and to be debt-free. First of all, you've got to have a goal. Without a goal, nothing happens. And there was um, a guy named uh, Dr. Alex Melkamian, founder of the Financial Psychology Center in Los Angeles. And here's what he says. Becoming debt-free is connected to understanding what's important in your life. He said those striving to be debt-free tend to manage their expectations and emotions better than those who are in debt. Many people don't know how much debt they actually have, both business nor personal. They don't know their they don't know their debt. And how can you pay off? How can you have a goal or pay off your debt if you don't know how much debt you have? If you don't take the time to figure out how much you owe, you can't make a plan to tackle the debt. So first of all, you've got to write down a list of all your debts and which ones you're going to choose to pay off first. And there's many different ways of doing that. Some pay, some say pay off the highest interest rate first. That's fine. Go get them. Um, you can also, if you've got some smaller debts, just pay those off and get them off the list. I mean, that's my philosophy. Get them off, get them off the list and then start tackling the higher uh, interest rates. Okay. One of my favorite books and I'm going to put it up here for display. You can see, uh, if you've not read this, Jim Collins, um, in his book, Good to Great, uh, he talks about why some, some companies make the leap and others don't. Um, and he says in his book, Wells Fargo, and his book's old. I don't have the date on it right now, but he talks about it in his book. It's a very interesting book. Why do good companies, good, solid companies fail and then why do good companies go from good to great? Okay. But he talks about Wells Fargo eliminating expensive items and uh, including their corporate jet, elevator, and even executive dining room. And they replaced the latter with a college dorm food service caterer. Um, CEO Carl, Carl Reichardt who attended meetings in a beat up old chair with the stuffing hanging out. <laughs> so uh, in contrast, Bank of America kept kept their Bank of America kept their corporate jet elevators, fancy oriental rugs uh, beneath uh, floor to ceiling windows. So you'll read in there why Wells Fargo went from good to great, okay? Personally, I went from a debt-free garage. We worked out of a 24 by 24 garage, split down the middle, half warehouse, half office. Um, I often say if you walked into the office, you would not know it was a garage. It was extremely nice. Of course, carpet decorated nice, and um, it was very professional for a garage office. 
Um, and that's how we started, and that's how we do it today. We're above and beyond the norm of an HVAC company. Okay, so anyway, um, I personally went from a debt-free garage to building a building right next door to me here um, back in the 90s um, where I was paying 3600 a month for a building payment. Now, that doesn't sound like a whole lot today, but in today's money, it's 6600 a month. And I went from this much a month to that much per month. Um, I had a plan. I built the building. I built 11,000 square foot building. I was going to take 3,500 square foot in the back, lease out the front. Took me 18 months to lease it. Um, I was in a crunch. It was crunch time. I was making interest only payments to the bank. And uh, we finally got it leased. And uh, the amount of lease from the for the front uh, paid for the entire building payment, and plus some, you know, to put toward the taxes, uh, which were high, and the assessments. We had assessments here where um, this property they had to run all the you know all the electric and all the gas and all the drain lines and everything in here, sewer, all that stuff. So we had assessments for the first ten years in. Uh, you know, in here. So anyway, uh, but that definitely helped uh, pay for that. Um, in business, you're allowed to negotiate prices. I want to just talk about that. If you're going to reduce expenses um, and streamline operations, uh, like a lot of the companies did in the good to great, um, in business, you're allowed to negotiate prices for material. You're also allowed to ask, can I place certain things on consignment? You're also allowed to ask for discounts if you pay bills by a certain date. Now, this what I mean by that is you're going to your vendors, your suppliers, and you're negotiating. And definitely you can ask if I buy bulk, can I get a better price? If I buy 10 of these motors, can I get a better price? Knowing I'm going to use those 10 motors fast, okay? You know, if I if I buy 10 of these line sets at a time or 10 skids of these line sets at a time, can I get a better price? And the answer is 99% of the time, yes. Yes, you can. Um, can you negotiate how you pay? In other words, instead of having to pay in 30 days, can I pay it in 90 days? Yes, you can do that. You can ask. What's the worst they can say? No. Okay. Also, bring your team in and ask them, how can we make a process better or faster? I'm all about better and faster, folks. Better, faster, stronger. Nimble, bold, quick. Okay. Uh, hire a coach or form a board of advisors. I will not get sick of saying that. Hire a coach or form a board of advisors. Get a fresh set of eyes on your business. It is well worth it, okay? Also, we wanna pay off debt while we invest in tomorrow. This is my, this is my favorite one here um, in this short podcast of um, you know, paying off debt and, and planning for tomorrow. Pay off debt while you invest in tomorrow. Years ago, I was spending more money or maintaining my vehicles, for maintaining my vehicles rather, um, 
than I was when I en- when I ended up replacing some of those older vehicles, buying new vehicles. Um, the line item for maintenance vehicles dropped way down. Um, of course, the um, expense of the new vehicle was there, but we were actually saving money. We were spending more on maintaining vehicles than if we just bought new ones and uh, got them out there. It did a couple things. Um, we looked better. We had new trucks. Uh, our drivers were safer and we saved money. So it was a win, win, win. When you invest in uh, hiring better, by the way, uh, it creates higher morale within your company. So if you're paying off debt and investing in the future, you would definitely want to hire better. You want to you hire some different positions as well. Maybe a new manager somewhere, maybe um, another position that would take some, um, you know, work off someone else. So, uh, you know, think about that. Also, this is a good one. When you increase your prices, you get out of the bloody water of all the low ball sharks in your industry and, uh, and you go further out into the ocean where there's more blue water um, and less of the bloody sharks. Um, when you increase your prices, uh, it'll change your world. It puts you in a different category of company. Now, the first thing a lot of small business owners think is, if I raise my prices, then I won't sell as much. Uh, that's not true. Um, if you have a solid brand where you are valued at that higher price, you won't miss a beat. Matter of fact, your sales will go up. Try it out. Test me on that. Okay. Also, uh, if you increase marketing and branding to reach target markets more often, you will invest in tomorrow. Branding's important, folks. Marketing's important. And of course, advertising import is important. And they're all three different. You've got to brand yourself strong. Strong brand. High value. Great reputation. Potential customers need to be reached four to seven times to consider entering your sales funnel. They've got, you've, they've got to see you. You've got to be seen. Time and time again. Seven times. Um, you know, I thought if it was Jesus, he could say seven times 70. How many times do you need to be seen? You need to be seen a lot, a lot more than what you think in order to become a solid brand. And then get out there in your community and help someone. There's families out there in your community that need your help, that only you can do it. There's kids out there that need your help. Get out there and make things happen. Figure it out. Find out how you can help. So a few things here, wrapping it up. Um, Business debt, especially with interest on top of borrowed money, is a drag on growth in good times and an anchor, like I said earlier, on company survival in the bad times. It'll pull you down and you will go under. Um, As the economy bounces back, debt burden business strategy should be left behind. So you've got to have a goal. 
You've got to have a plan to get out of debt and reduce your debt and and be more free because debt is lacking freedom. Freedom to do more things, freedom to spend more in advertising, marketing, branding, fr- freedom to hire better people, uh, freedom to buy better equipment, trucks, freedom to buy better software, all those types of things. You know, um, Chick-fil-A founder S. Truett Cathy is no longer with us. However, he um marked the release of his book, Wealth is Worth It, with a wide-ranging discussion about debt, long marriage, and philanthropy. Um, He even threw in there, getting good deal on clothes. (laughs) He was a neat guy, really is. I I want you to think about um, and read about Truett Cathy, and we can probably put some of these books up on the um, page here for you. But the Cathy's, um, two sons and a daughter from um, Truett and his wife, um, are heirs to the Chick-fil-A empire who have a fortune of today more than $14 billion. And they're one of America's wealthiest family dynasties. And it all started in a little restaurant um, that Truett founded um, way before Chick-fil-A. Um, but I'd like to read some of the, I'd like to share some of the books rather that Truett has written or co-wrote with a few other people. But here's some titles. Principles of Success in Business. Um, and I think that comes in a life uh, book set of three. Generosity Factor. Discover the joy of giving your time, talent, and treasure. And then eat more chicken. Inspire more people doing business the Chick-fil-A way. And then uh, wealth, is it worth it? I'm actually, my daughter got me that book for Christmas and I just about finished it. It's an easy read, really good book. Wealth, is it worth it? And then he wrote, uh, it's better to build boys than mend men. Good book. Uh, conversations on success, and one of my favorites, it's easier to succeed than it is to fail. Um, so those are some good books from Truett Cathy, and I only mention those because, uh, remember, uh, Chick-fil-A is open six days a week, and they're closed Sunday on purpose uh, because it's the Lord's Day of Rest, and they have abided by that from day one. And I, I've been told m- many times and read many times that they do more in the malls um, or the new malls, whatever it is today, um, they do more in six days than all the restaurants combined in seven. Um, So God has definitely blessed them. They have remained low debt and um, they've had, they've gave away a lot of the money uh, along the way and had a lot of fun doing it and uh, enjoyed their wealth. And it did not become a burden. Um, It, so far, it has made their family stronger, not weaker, like a lot of uh, money does in some families. But uh, it's a good. He was a good role model. Taught a, a boys' Sunday school class for many, 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 many years, decades. Uh, just a good guy. So if you get a chance, read some of his books. 
Okay, so that's what we've got today, um, paying off debt and uh, planning for tomorrow. It's very important because you don't know when the next downturn is going to be, and uh, you need to be ready this time, okay? So before we wrap up, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening because I'll keep challenging you in different ways of uh, running your business. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram um, and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Be sure to tune in next week as we'll continue on discussing uh, business topics of growth, um, how to sleep better at night, and all those good things. Thanks for listening. And as always, carry on and have a great day.